Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Gerard at Large. I am your donut, coffee, and sparkling cider host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because... After the show goes off the air this morning, Facebook, Twitter, and our website, Trout at Large, will be the only place you can get our news from our own backyard, is today is the last day of our broadcast, and I see I see we have a, a friend on the phone this morning, and before I share who that friend is, I will only say that um, one, of the, one of the things that I have uh, done with this show is defend those and advocate for those who are doing the right thing. And um, there's a bit of, um, I won't call it chivalry, because that implies a a male-female kind of relationship. But I do have a desire, uh, and I always have, got me into a few fights as a kid, when people are being wrongly accused, picked on, or otherwise... uh, singled out, I, I have often tried to put myself um, on their side to give them some help. And uh, <clears throat> Donna Green uh, is one of those people. She is a former budget committee member in the Timberlane Regional School District who has been um, a, a school board member who has borne the brunt of evil in our time. I, I don't know any other way to put it with... Um, Josh, you, you need to get a clip ready with uh, Metzler. And, but not just Metzler. Not just Metzler. <laughs> not just Mr. Metzler. <laughs> Mr. Evil. Dr. Evil. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. <laughs> but also with his henchmen on these elected bodies. <laughs> when... When you've got people signing $250,000 five-year contracts for the guy's wife without it even coming to the board. When you've got a budget committee chairman getting their wives' jobs at $1,800 unbudgeted dollars a month. Um, and, and the savagery with which John Green has been attacked for bringing these things to light, it's just mind-blowing. I'm surprised the attorney general hasn't gotten involved down there at some level. We have a new one. But uh, you, you never know. Oh, yeah. Gordon. But, you know, one of my regrets in leaving the show is not that she can't take care of herself, but is is knowing that the air cover for people like Donna Green or John Liscars or David Pearl or uh, Bill Wynn or, you know, Billy Bear, any number of the people that we have, you know, whose cause we've taken up here – um, is is going to is going away. So Donna, with that, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for calling. Oh, good morning, Rich. And and everything you said um, is so true. And I'm personally very grateful for your advocacy and your support um, for me all these um, you know these number of years now. And I just wanted to call in and say how much Arthur and I are going to miss, um, you know, the education and the entertainment that you've given us every morning for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss hearing Ed. And um, we want to thank you for all you've done, um, uh, you know, not just for us, but for the general public, too. Your show has been great in a lot of ways. 
your um, you know your your example, your energy, your support, and your friendship has really changed our lives. And you know, without your show, it's unlikely the School District Governance Association of New Hampshire would have been formed too. Really? Um, one of the things I think your show is so good uh, is that you do you do connect people, places, and things. And uh, I've met many people through um, hearing them on your radio show. And um, you know, in a in a way, uh, you've exemplified one of my favorite quotes. And I I just want to read it briefly. Um, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. Excuse me, that I can do. And that's a quote from Edward Everett Hale. And, um, you know, I, I really think you do uh, exemplify that. And um, you've been an amazing force for bringing many issues, not just school board issues, to the public. And, um, you know, we're going to miss your show terribly, but I take comfort in the fact that we're going to remain friends. And uh, I wish you well and and really thank you so very much for what you've done for, for me and for uh, a lot of issues in the state. It's a sad day, but um, I'm sure you'll go on to do other just as noteworthy things. So thank you so much. Well, Donna, and thank you. And uh, a heartfelt thanks to you and the service that you have rendered in Timberlane because it is, uh, it's an example of how an ordinary person, and this is the highest compliment I can pay anyone in these United States of America, where an ordinary person sees something wrong and gets involved to fix it. You have taken an amazing pounding. You have uh, been grace under pressure. You have not let them cow you. You are, are going to be feisty until your term is over. Uh, and I know that. And I know you'll continue the crusade uh, from your blog as we will continue our crusades through our online mediums. But uh, more people like you need to um, need to step to the fore if we are to change uh, what's happening in our government because our government is a reflection of us. And uh, if we let we, if we let others through their bad behavior, determine that it's too pr- too too costly for us to run, then then we lose. They never knew what they were up against when they started to push Donna Green. <laughs> well, and and you know, really, Ed, you've been a great support to me too. So uh, you know, I couldn't have done it without the support of uh, you guys and and many of the people you put me in touch with. So uh, really, kudos and thanks. And there's a secret um, society no, of us out there. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes uh, it doesn't rain down from the sky. Sometimes it's up periscope. So and I don't, the, don't think I, we're going anywhere. And uh, Jorge, too. Jorge has been a big help as well. So it's wonderful to hear you all there this morning, and 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 good luck. So I, I guess you had a late night at the Timberlane Regional School Board last night. I would have been there had I not had a school board meeting, but um, I expected it to go a little later than it did. It, it wrapped up at uh, ten thirty last night, uh-huh. so. Um, so I know, guess uh, I guess the latest is they're playing hide and seek with the budget numbers again, not releasing the data to the budget committee. The, what, what, what's going on down there? Give us an update. Uh, well, yeah, the um, the final budget number has not been given to the school board, which normally we have by this time, and um, it's going to be given to the budget committee on the twenty first. 
um, you know, which is rather late in the season, given that typically the budget is approved somewhere around December 7th. <laughs> so, um, and, the, you know, uh, Pearl Harbor Day, it's, every- a, it's sort of uh, poetic justice uh, today with, with uh, this this time around. Pearl Harbor Day will be the day the Timberlane, <laughs> uh, Timberlane budgets are approved. Watch out, taxpayers. Go ahead, Jorge. Now, Donna, the big, the big thing in your statement is the uh, Timberlane Budget Committee operates under the Municipal Budget Act as RSA a Municipal 32. Budget Committee, and they are the ones to create the budget and give it to you guys, not the superintendent. They're violating the law again. Yay! That uh, Metzler is an inspiration to all crooked superintendents in New Hampshire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Had to toss that in there. He is a charming devil, though, isn't he? Good old Mr. Metzler. Well, uh, in any event, we normally the superintendent uh, does create the budget, and uh, the the budget is submitted to the school board, and we you know we weigh in on it to some extent, and um, sort of in parallel, the the budget committee is working on it as well. So, um, you know, that I mean, that's the way it works. It's hard for an ordinary uh, group of citizens who meets just um, under a dozen times to come up with a $71 million budget. So, I mean, there are practical realities in the arrangement. So, um, I, you know, I wouldn't want to say that. Uh, there's necessarily law-breaking going on, but um, <clears throat> there are the practical realities. But the fact of the matter is that when information is um, is so delayed in getting to the elected officials, it's very hard for us to be effective. That's all. Well, yeah, it's, it's an intentional ruse. Yeah. It's an intentional ruse. All right, well, Donna, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. My best right. to you and Bye-bye. Arthur. Thank you. The only thing transparent about Metzler is how crooked he is. Well, I was going to say the hair on his head. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, he's yeah. he's as bald as I'm becoming. <laughs> so somebody just tweeted out a picture of, of me from the first day our radio show launched. Oh, boy. I, I did look like a 14-year-old. I, I did look a little younger then. <laughs> yeah, when I met you in 1992, you had a hair. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Well, you know, we put I put this up on my Facebook page because it's one of those memories that popped yeah, up. It's yeah. around it's around a re, uh, reunion time. Right. Yeah. So one of uh, one of the people involved with our reunion for the 25th posted a uh, uh, my high school yearbook picture. Mm-hmm. And so it popped up as a memory 30 years later. And when I showed my kids that picture in the yearbook, honest to God, they said, Dad, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to all your hair? <laughs> That's right. You had to ask. Didn't yeah, you? <laughs> you had to ask. Well, if you go to my personal Facebook page, you'll you'll see it there. I I I, I did have quite a head of hair. Yeah, if really only we'd have known to shave our heads for our high school picture. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So um, Jorge, I, I do want to you know because one of the things that Timberlane has gone through, uh, we've had the same thing here in SAU 15, where Hooksit has on occasion tried to create the circumstances where it can leave that multi-town SAU. You, you understand the SAU system. I mean, I first met you back in the early 90s when I was working for Mayor Wazorek, and you were working on a committee that was designed to evaluate and recommend changes to the SAU structure. It, it just seems to me that um, it, it creates a, a lot of bureaucratic bloat, and it creates an unaccountable layer of, of expensive government like in SAU 55, your SAU, right? You've got your, your, your district school budget that 
goes to the voters. Timberlane has its district school budget that goes to voters. Then you have the SAU budget, which pays for all of your uh, SAU administration, et cetera, et cetera. Their budget never gets voted on by the taxpayers. It, and it kind of just like sends a bill out to the Timberlane and Hampstead school districts to pay them their exorbitant, uh, you know, their exorbitant salaries. I mean, you guys, it's a phenomenal the amount of money that you guys spend down there. Okay, uh, you hit on a, on a very short topic and one that is totally unknown to the electorate and to the average school board member, mm-hmm. I might say. The SEU concept started in 1919 when there were multiple school districts in one town. Hampstead had six because there were six churches. So, that, right. well, our, Which, by the way, is a function of how the New Hampshire Constitution was actually set up. Exactly. And then what they, the poor Commissioner of Education in Concord had to render yearly report. How was he going to get the information? So he used to send this poor super, superintendents on horseback or carriage or whatever to spend the whole year trying to gather the information. Well, for, come forward to, to the 1970s, and the committee you're talking about was formed by uh, the request of the, of the Education Committee of the Legislature. There was a bill, and I was uh, appointed chairman, and the idea was to find out what what if the SAUs were necessary. For those who don't know, the, SA, the school administrative unit says sole purpose is to provide administrative services to the districts. They mm-hmm. are... I don't want to say secretaries, but that's what they are. What happens now that they have, they have become a power unto themselves, and they run the school boards, yes. and that's the problem. The boards are not subordinate to the SAU. The SAU is subordinate to the boards, but don't say that to anyone else now because they don't know, and that's exactly what a good savvy superintendent like Mr. Metzler is doing right now. <laughs> Josh, you missed your cue. <laughs> I was trying to get Josh to pay attention. <laughs> so, 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 so that's what savvy superintendents like. Mr. Metzler. Mr. Evil. Dr. Evil. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. so, so the purpose of the whole, whole committee was to look at it, and we made the capital sin of answering a question. Up until then, there had been four studies by professors of education and educators who said they are absolutely essential. We said, well, okay, so they are essential, but are they necessary and relevant? And the question was no. Unless you have five or more schools in your districts, an SAU is superfluous. And that's what they never liked about our report because we were businessmen. Dare you. Damn you. Dare you. Damn you. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, Mike Bistany is going to help us drink sparkling cider, coffee, and donuts right after this quick check for traffic, weather, and sports.